Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Do you really need to take preparation for birth seriously? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 74 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today's guest, Amanda, has a very interesting birth story. Well, two of them, actually. And it really brings to light the question that I started with. Do you actually need to prepare for labor? I mean, aren't you designed to do this? Well, yes, of course you are, but as we will hear from Amanda's story, getting your mind around what is happening is huge. So we're going to listen in and hear how she was able to do that between her first and second birth experiences. So I would like to take a minute before we dive into this amazing episode and give a huge thank you to all of the support that I have received for Happy Home Birth Academy. I cannot believe how wonderfully this launched. I'm so grateful for all of you who have already purchased the course and I'm really looking forward to your feedback. I also want to thank both Amanda, who is on this interview and, oh, I should have mentioned Lillian's on my back. So (laughs) she says, hello. So I want to thank Amanda, who was on this podcast episode, as well as my good friend, Michelle, who were both listeners of the week a while back. And it took me, (laughs) I feel like it took me months to get their stickers out. Um, for whatever reason in my brain, as I was making this course, it was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I can't, I don't have time to go out to the mailbox right now. So I recognize that was ridiculous, but that is how I felt. So that's that. But now that we're talking about reviewers of the week, I would like to give a big thank you to this week's reviewer of the week. And I promise you, I will send you your sticker in a reasonable amount of time this time. So this week's reviewer of the week is Tiffany Midwifery. Tiffany, I love you. You are one of my favorites. And Tiffany says, as a home birth midwife, I am always looking for resources that educate and encourage my birthing clients. Caitlin covers topics that are important for everyone to hear and know and understand, but she shares in a way that also builds community for her listeners. Choosing home birth can be isolating for some families, but Happy Home Birth Podcast gathers the like-minded parents to say, this is normal, this is safe, this is a connected choice to make for your family. And it unites home birthers in a really unique way. She doesn't shy away from hard topics, but brings support and a healthy perspective to her discussions here. I wish I could give more stars, Caitlin. Thank you for all you do. (laughs) Thank you, Tiffany. You're the best. And I would say the exact same. So also, if you guys are listening to this, then I know that you will love Tiffany and Kelly's podcast, Wine and Gine. Go look it up right now. It will make you LOL for real not just saying it, like actually laugh out loud. And it brings up a lot of fertility topics that have been super helpful to me, especially after pregnancy, trying to relearn cycles. This is a must. You guys have got to check out their podcast. All right, I'm rambling now. So let's go ahead and start this interview with Amanda. I know you guys are really going to love this interview. Please remember that the opinions of my guests might not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa, and neither one of us are medical professionals, so continue to see your doctor, midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. 
Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm excited too. Would you mind just starting by introducing yourself to the listeners? Sure. So my name is Amanda and I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, well, I actually live in Vancouver, Washington, but my story starts in Portland, Oregon. And um, I am married. My husband's name is Matt and we have two kids, Carter, who's five and Gwendolyn. We call her Gwenny and she is 18 months right now. Oh, that is a beautiful name. And it's actually my, one of my closest friend's daughter's name. They call her Gigi and she's precious. Oh, yes. I love it. It fits her like so perfectly. We just had a hard time picking a name, but it couldn't have been more perfect for her. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, so your first birth story is pretty fascinating. It didn't go quite as planned. So I would love to hear how you started out. I know you said you wanted to have a beautiful birth center birth. So could you tell me about that at the beginning of your pregnancy? Was that your plan from the very beginning? Yeah. So when I was, um, before we got pregnant, we had gotten married and only nine months later we got pregnant, which was not our plan. So it was a mm-hmm. surprise. And I was not like, I hadn't been looking into birth centers or doing any of that work. Um, but somebody had encouraged me to watch the business of being born. And I don't know if anyone's seen that documentary. I'm sure a lot of people have. And it just talks about how birth is a business. And a lot of the hospitals have procedures that a lot of times aren't all that helpful for women. That's me being nice (laughs) with my words. Right. Uh, And now I'm actually at this point in my life, I'm a perinatal mental health specialist. And so I do counseling for people with birth trauma. So I've heard a lot of stories at this point. Um, But so I watched that documentary and felt like I already didn't really like being in hospitals in general. And I didn't want anyone to tell me, you know, when the birth had to start and, and all that stuff. So I just, I just wanted it to be more natural. And I also had some concerns about some of the things that they do with the baby immediately following the birth and felt like I wasn't going to feel comfortable and feeling like relaxed and calm after the baby was born. Like I was just going to be kind of watching what they were doing. And so, yeah. So I told my husband when we got pregnant that I wanted to do an out of hospital birth and he was totally on board with it, like immediately Um, and I'm kind of like a planner and I want to get things organized, especially for something like this. So I, at eight weeks, which is really early to go in, I actually went in and interviewed my midwives and I just loved this place in Portland. It's called Alma and they have just a beautiful birth center in this old historic house. And I looked at all the rooms and all the birth tubs and it just looked so ideal. And I loved the care that I was getting immediately. And they kind of laughed that I was there so early, but I said, Nope, I'm not going to miss my spot with you guys. Right. So yeah. So that was how we kind of picked it. Cause I felt I loved the first appointment. It was an hour long. They asked me so many questions. They hugged me at the end. It was like, so not like any of the doctor's appointments I'd had in the past. Right. Oh, and there's something about historic houses that just so picturesque. The idea of giving birth in a beautiful place sounds wonderful. Yeah, and just knowing that so many other women had given birth there before, and there's this beautiful board where they write the names of all the babies that have been born that month, and there's just like, I don't know, just all these beautiful names on the board, and you just, they light a candle in the window of the downstairs area where they 
you know, see clients for checkups and they light a candle if there's like a laboring mama upstairs. And I don't know, there's just something, there was something very community based about it. And I fell in love with it immediately. Oh, I can understand exactly why. So was this a midwifery practice where there's several midwives or did you know which midwife you were going to have at your birth? There, there were several, but you got set up with a team. And so Mm -hmm. I had a a senior midwife who is, you know, fully certified and had done so many births around the world. And so that made me feel really good um, just as a new mom. Right. And then they had a junior midwife who was like pretty close to graduating and then a student midwife. So you had a team of three. Cool. That's a really neat way to do it. I love that. Yeah. I really liked that. It was nice. Well, good. So, are, so what kind of pregnancy did you have? Were you a glowing pregnant woman? <laughs> did oh my gosh. The toilet. <laughs> I, I wish it was so horrible. The first, I would say the, it was the first 20 weeks were a living hell. Oh no. Um, yeah. I puked like every single day. And I was actually in my senior year of my bachelor's degree for my social work degree. And the week that I started my internship as a pregnancy case manager was when I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) So I had all these women coming in and, you know, saying how awful they felt. And I was like, me too, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me get you some resources while all I want to do is throw up. So I had to make it through, you know, a pretty rigorous schedule. And it, that was no fun. I I just remember hating all smells and (laughs) Um, I, I remember I threw up so hard one time, a couple different times I throw up, I threw, had thrown up and I was really weak and I laid down on the ground in my bathroom and somehow I like partially dislocated my shoulder. I don't even know how I did it, but your joints are really loose, you know? And so I don't know, it was like the the worst story. Someone was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I laid down too hard. (laughs) After vomiting. Yeah. Yes. So that was not fun. The rest of it was was fine. I felt, I felt pretty good, but my Braxton Hicks were incredibly strong and they started early, like 22 weeks. So you had uh, a t- good two week window. Yeah. Right. Feeling going okay. on. And it's so funny because my second labor or my second pregnancy was similar, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So every time I would get up, like, I couldn't even move over in bed without having a contraction, mm-hmm. but just a Braxton Hicks. So working out was like not really happening because it was so uncomfortable. And like, if I walked too fast to school, like I would sit in class and I would just get one, one after the next. So I felt like he was going to come early and I just kept worrying that it was my senior year and I needed to finish all my stuff. So I would ask my teachers, like, what can I finish early as I got to the end? And so I finished up all my papers and I basically graduated two weeks early without, you know, going through the ceremony and which I felt like, Oh, he'll come any day. He'll probably be early, all these contractions. And also I just want to like be ready. And it was so boring. (laughs) He didn't show up until his due date, which is, I'm so thankful. Like he, he was on time and he wasn't late. So he was like literally on the day, but um, I was bored at the end waiting for him to come and just like, you know, anxious as a first time mom, like, what's this going to be like? I don't know. But everybody wanted me to walk with them um, for graduation. I was like, no, I literally had a baby two days ago. So not going to happen. Wow. Yeah. So, well, but it was good overall. Yeah. And I mean, in some ways it's like, oh, well, that was nice. You had things to take your mind off of 
you know, all the puking, I guess. But at the same time, (laughs) I suppose you probably found yourself puking in random toilets and that's that's not delightful either. Yes. No. And I was a nanny too. And I had a young guy that I was working with. He was only like, I want to say nine at the time. And he was so sweet to me because I just say, oh, I can't, I just can't do it today. I'm so sorry. Like, I just need to lay here. And he'd bring me water and he'd be like, watch a movie. He was so cute. (laughs) I loved, I loved that. It was like, okay, if I'm going to be a mom and it's going to be anything like this with this awesome kid, then okay, I'm looking forward to it. So (laughs) that's really sweet. (laughs) Well, so, so what was it like as you approached that due date, which was actually also the birth date? Um, I, I just was, you know, struggling to get some good sleep and I just kept nesting. I just remember like nesting and nesting and nesting and just, you know, redoing the, all the folding of the clothes and just wanting to make sure everything was good and trying to like relax. And it was beginning of summer. So there was some sun and I remember going outside with my big belly and like getting it burned (laughs) one day, just sitting in the sun too long. But I was getting excited and I was using some hypnobirthing, like I had read a hypnobirthing book or the hypnobirthing book um, and there was some MP3s connected to it that had some relaxation um, tracks and stuff. And so I was, I had been listening to those and falling asleep to those and just trying really hard to practice what it would be like on the day to really go inside myself and get really relaxed and and leading up to it too my mom had always just sort of expected that she'd be at whatever type of labor I had and it was a really hard decision but I had to tell her that I wasn't going to have her there while I was laboring because I just really wasn't sure how I'd be able to handle all the pain and if I would be able to do that while being distracted and the people around me were like I would say pretty supportive but also thought I was totally crazy right for not going to a hospital like my friends were just like none of well and none of my friends had had babies yet I'm not that young to be having babies I was like 27 I think when he was born 26 but still I was the first one and so everyone was just like what like you're not going to get an epidural like you're crazy why would you do that and I remember my mom, you know, making jokes and being like, you can barely handle it when you stub your toe. Like, how are you going to do that? And I don't know. I think there was just a lot of like doubt that I could do it. And so I don't know, it kind of like made me even more like, well, whatever you guys think you're wrong, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be different and I'm looking forward to it. So I was actually like excited about it, but I did feel bad that my mom wasn't going to be there. Like I felt bad for her because I could tell she was trying really hard not to tell me how much it hurt her, but she was not happy about it. Yeah. Those are hard decisions. It was, it was really hard, but I knew that I needed to just like zone out and I couldn't, if she was there and like just dynamics. So anyway, but you know, she and I are really super close. It's just too many people in the room. I just felt like wasn't going to work. So leading up to it, you know, my husband and I were just kind of like trying to get on the same page for what uh, I was going to need from him. And we went to some birthing classes. I don't know that we did any specific methods. I don't think so. It was just a regular birthing class. And he just learned kind of like some phrases that I wanted him to use and some like massage techniques and stuff. So he was feeling ready. And our plan was just to like, make sure he was home with me and didn't go to work on the day that I started feeling contractions because I wasn't sure how quickly it was going to progress. Right. 
Well, and then what was that day like? So it, it started, so I went to bed and I had been having such a hard time sleeping that I was taking a little bit of Unisom every once in a while. My midwife was like, you can take them, some of that and that'll help. And, but my fear was that I was going to take it that night and I was going to go into labor and then be really groggy. Mm. <laughs> and so at two 30 in the morning, of course, I woke up to go to the bathroom and I woke up to kind of a strong contraction. And so I went in and I went to the bathroom and there was a little bit of bloody show. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, I wonder what this means. So I was kind of excited, nervous, and but still really groggy. So I went back to bed and I'm actually really glad I took that Unisom because I don't think I would have slept had I not. I think I would have gotten up and like just been anxious. And so right, the excitement. Yes, there's so much excitement. So um, and with this birth, I knew it was a boy. We had done the ultrasounds and and I knew it was a boy. So I knew what to expect. So there wasn't that extra excitement on top of it. Like I, you know, is it a boy or a girl, which this last time was, and that was even more like, Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped. <laughs> so, so I think more than anything, I was a little scared, but I went back to bed and then at like four 30, I woke up to another really strong contraction and I decided just not to wake my husband because I didn't know if it was anything for real and I wanted him to sleep. And so I was falling asleep in between, but like every 10 minutes, they were waking me up pretty regularly. And I was starting to kind of track like, okay, it's been 10 minutes. So at 6.30, I woke him up and I said, are you ready to have a baby today? And he was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, woo, <laughs> he, was so, he was excited. So he called into work and said he wasn't coming. And um, we kind of just laid in bed and cuddled and I don't know, just kind of tried to relax. And then at about, I'd say by 8.30, I was needing to get out of the bed and use the wall and kind of like just move my hips and sort of like, like sometimes I would lean across the bed and he would like kind of pull and I would just, I don't know, just trying to get through them. And so we, we called the midwives and said, you know, this is going on. They're about 10 minutes apart still. They might've been a little closer together at that point. I can't remember. And so they were like, well, just get, just stay in bed and you know, drink your fluids and have some food. And so he brought me some things and some like eggs and bacon and stuff. I just wasn't hungry. I, I really couldn't eat. I think I had a couple bites, but I was kind of at that point, I was like in the zone already. And I think they were starting to pick up. They were probably more like six minutes, seven minutes apart, something like that. And so we got into the, he got me into the tub and we had, we're at an apartment. And we just had a small tub, you know, like a shower tub. And so we got in there and it felt pretty good. And he was like pouring water over my belly and, but they were getting really strong. And I was getting to the point where I was like, kind of like, I would tear up a little bit in between like, whoa, that one was kind of scary. That one was big. And I'd ask him to pray for me and he would pray out loud and I would feel better. And mm -hmm. so he was just really being awesome and taking care of me. And so then we, we called the midwives um, again and said, you know, I'd like you to come over. And that was at like one o'clock. And she said, okay, I'll be there in 45 minutes. So at this point I'm like, they're coming pretty quick. They're like, I'd say between two and three minutes apart and they're strong. And I'm like vocalizing, not transition vocalizing, but I'm like, you know, moaning throughout each contraction. And like, I'm, <laughs> At that point, I'm feeling like, okay, this is agony. I wonder how long this is going to go on. Like, right. I hope he's coming soon. 
And cause it had been, you know, I mean, I don't know. I kind of count from like four 30 in the morning on, I don't really count that two 30. So anyway, but it'd been going for a while. So she got there at like one 45 and she watched me have a couple contractions. And then she said, do you want me to check you? And I said, um, yeah, I would like to know because we were going to go to the birth center. We kind of had to know how right. far along I was so I could go get in the tub. <laughs> and actually I hadn't thought about it to this very moment, but I kind of wish I would have said no. And then she would have said, okay, let's go to the birth center <laughs> because she checked me and she goes, I'm really sorry, but you're only at two centimeters, which means we can't go to the birth center. And I just bawled. But the next, after the next contraction, I just was like, no, like I want to go, I want to get in the big tub. I'd been picturing this beautiful room we had picked out and it was actually available that day. And I just like, Oh, I wanted to go to the fern room and I wanted to get in the tub. The fern room. That's the fern room. And I just was like devastated when she told me it's not time because I felt like I was in really active labor and I, we should go. And so she was like, well, I'm going to, you know, why don't we get you comfortable? And during one of my next contractions, she got really close to me and she just was really quiet and calm. And she said, you're fighting your contractions. And I, I can see that. And I need you to just release all of your grip on this. And I need you to just focus on opening. And she was right. I had been like trying to remind myself to do that, but the pain had gotten me to a new place of like, just, I, all I was thinking about was the pain. I wasn't thinking about like opening and relaxing and all that kind of was gone. And so she was right. I was kind of fighting each contraction and just sort of, you know, like grinning and bearing through each one, like gritting my teeth. And so she was like, let's just get you relaxed. And so she got me back in the tub and she said, I'm going to go. And I didn't want her to leave. I kind of wanted her to stay, but she said, I don't want to stay here and, you know, stare at you and make you feel like you're on the, you know, you're being watched. So nice. I'm going to go and you and Matt have this, you, you got this. And when things pick up, you can come to the birth center. And I was like, okay. So I was pretty sad. She left and I'm in the tub. And at this point, the contractions slowed back down. And now they were like four to five minutes apart. And she made, she made me feel like it was going to be all night. And she even said, I think like this could go all night. And right. I thought, oh my God, my mom's labor was 26 hours with me. I can't handle that. Like I'm going to, I felt like I might end up at the hospital if that happens to me. Like I can't make it this long. So I was scared and then they slowed down. And so at that point I was tired. I was really tired. It was like two 30 and I started to fall asleep in between each contraction um, and Matt had been pouring water on me and, and then I really couldn't stay awake in between each contraction. I was just kind of like dozing off. And so he said, do you mind if I go lay down if it's going to be a long night? And I said, no, it's totally fine. So I was in this like dark bathroom in the water by myself. And with each contraction, I just pictured opening and I would say it like open, 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 everything open. And I just, I would, I don't know, I would just sway gently, but I wasn't like having to moan anymore. They were painful, but they weren't to the point where I had to get up and use the bed and the wall, <clears throat> all the things I'd been doing before. So it was just, it was really relaxing and it was calm. And I literally just focused on opening the whole time. And so probably at like, um, I want to say it was like 345. I'd been in the tub for, you know, a little over an hour or so. And so I called, I was like, I think I need to get out of here and 
do a different position. So I called Matt and said, can you come get me out of the tub? And um, we had two bathrooms. And so I was headed to the other bathroom to shower off. And um, he goes, oh, babe, you should come back and see it. Your, your whole mucus plug's in the tub. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, at the time, I don't think I was appreciating that that was really cool. But right. that he thought it was cool. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, don't care. Don't need to see it. And so I went to, to the other bathroom and he was kind of just, I don't know. He probably had to clean it out. Um, I don't know what he did. I, don't know what I never asked him, actually. I probably should ask him what he did. So he uh, was doing something else. And I went in and I just went into the shower. And pretty quickly, they were super strong again, the contractions. And I was starting to like, ooh, okay. Like having to vocalize, holding on to the shower railings, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So I did that for probably about 10 minutes. And then I felt like I had to push, but it also felt like maybe I was going to have a bowel movement or something. I wasn't sure. Cause you know, that feeling where it's just right there. So I was like, well, I better go sit on the toilet, I guess. Push poop. I don't know. Yeah. yeah right. Which one? And it's, oh, and I, at some point earlier before the midwife had gotten there, I had thrown up. So that had already happened. Um, which was, I kind of like was told that was going to happen, but it comes on so quickly and randomly <laughs> to throwing up. So anyway, so I'm back on, so I go to the toilet and I am like pushing without, I'm not trying at all. Right. My body is like full blown doing this crazy thing that no one told me was going to happen. I had been reading this hypnobirthing, this beautiful thing about breathing your baby down and breathing my baby down. Like I'm going to eject this baby across the, the state. Like yep. <laughs> what is going on? I, I remember just being like terrified of like, what is happening to me? I have zero control over what's happening right now. Yeah. And so I ejection reflex is intense. It I was mean, so intense. intense and I don't, no one told me about it. Mm. And I just didn't read enough, I guess. I read the wrong things. Well, it just doesn't like it. You can't put words to it. So it's kind of like you can hear people say like F-E-R, fetal ejection reflex, and still there, it just, at least to me, it feels like there's no way to really explain what that is until yeah. you're puking your baby out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's so true. Um, so I, I remember figure kind it of, out. <laughs> I remember being like, hypnobirthing, you lie. Like I just was like, this isn't right. And so it, so this is when it all got really kind of funny. So he comes in to the bathroom and I'm like, I am pushing. I can't control this. Like, I think I'm in transition. And I remember them telling us about transition where the woman kind of looks crazy. Like you kind of <laughs> get a crazy look in your eyes. And I told him, I said, I said, I think I look crazy. And I, and I said, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and he goes, why are you sorry? And I'm like, I don't know. I look crazy. I think I'm in transition. And he goes, okay. So he calls the midwives and they're, they're like, okay, let me hear her next contraction. They just wanted to hear my vocalizations. And at this point I feel really bad because this is the wall that backs up to the neighbor's apartment and they can hear everything that's happening. And she later told me, cause she had two teenage boys, young teenage boys that they were terrified. Oh no. <laughs> they were like, I told them I was going to do some like laboring at home, but they didn't think it was going to be all of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. To be so, fair, you didn't think it was going to no, be all of it. No, I did not. I did not. So um, 
so he he's on the phone with them they listen to my contraction and i sound like a monkey mixed with a rhino mixed with like an angry woman like i don't know i'm <laughs> crazy. crazy yes <laughs> and they're like okay you need to get her dressed and take her down the three flights of stairs and get her in the car and drive her across town <sighs> i'm naked i am pushing every 2 minutes without any control over my body and he comes into me he gets real low. He looks in my eyes and he says, babe, we got to get you dressed. We're going to go to the birth center. And I said, I said, no, we are not. I am not going anywhere. I can't, I can't, I can't. So then this is when his training at the class kicked in and he was like, okay, she's telling me she can't. So this is when I encourage her to tell her she can. So he's like, you can, babe, you can do it. <laughs> and I'm like, this baby is coming now. I am not going anywhere. And I was feeling so much pressure down below. Like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, he's coming. He's coming now. So he, he's like, okay. <laughs> Stands back up. And at this point, my water breaks on, on the toilet, which is perfect. So it, it breaks forcefully. And I'm like, okay, like that happens. So he calls the midwives back and they're like, okay, we're on our way. Mm -hmm. We're coming to you. But at this moment, it is five o'clock or 4.45, and we live in a very congested, at this time, very congested part of Portland, where you mm -hmm. have to go through this one tunnel, and the tunnel always gets backed up, and so I knew that they were going to be late, like, I knew they were going to be struggling with traffic, right. and so I was, then I'm like, oh my god, where are they, when are they going to be here, and they said, to, they told him to look and see if he could see the head, and so he gets his phone light, because he didn't have a little flashlight, and he looks and he doesn't want to tell me that he sees Carter's head. And I'm reaching down and I'm literally feeling like my insides are coming out. Like, I don't think, I didn't think it was a baby. I did not know what it was. I didn't. I just was like, I don't know. My insides are coming out. I'm dying. <laughs> so I'm not trying to scare anyone. I hope this is No, no. I, I mean, it's just, it's just. The thoughts of a first time mom. Like, <laughs> you're like what's happening to me? It's what you feel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So he doesn't tell me that it's the head and then they tell him to get me on all fours. And so he's like, well, you need to get on all fours. I'm like, well, you need to get a towel or something. So he gets a towel, puts it down. And I'm, I can't believe I did this. I wish I would have faced, but he had to see if, if his head was crowning or whatever. So mm -hmm. I'm facing toward him. And this is like, again, we hadn't been married that long. <laughs> so I'm like Up close. <laughs> facing him and like everything's happening. And I'm just, I remember thinking like, this is so embarrassing. And I turned around, I looked at him and I said, are you ever going to want to have sex with me again? <laughs> and he was like, yes. He's just laughing. He's like, of course I will. I'm like, okay. And then I have a couple more contractions and I'm staring down at this blanket or this towel. It has like these colored squares on it. And to this day, I can't see that towel without mm -hmm. just going immediately back to that moment. So I'm like looking at these squares, squares and I are like, we're in it together. Like we're gonna have this baby. I'm on some crazy trip. <laughs> yes. And I'm pushing so hard and I can't stop pushing so hard. And I start to get really scared and I tell him, Honey, my butt is exploding and I'm gonna die. <laughs> and he he got really stern with me because he knew that I was like going to a scared place. And he was like, you are not going to die. And I was like, okay. He's like, we're going to get through this. I am going to help you birth this baby right here if they don't make it. And I'm like, 
okay, but you don't know what you're doing. And he's like, I'm going to figure it out. It's no big deal. And he was so calm. Like I couldn't believe how calm he was. Cause all I could think was, oh my God, what's happening to me? This is so not what I planned. This is not at all how I pictured this. This is so much more intense. This is not where we were supposed to be. The midwives aren't even here. I, I just remember thinking like, why did I choose to do this? This was crazy. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this by myself. Like I'm of course by, I mean, I felt totally supported by him, but I'm like, we are doing this by ourselves. How dangerous. Like I, I don't know. I just was yeah. all over the place with my emotions at that point. This was not the plan. No, it was not. And I had pictured this like beautiful, peaceful, like <laughs> all these things that were just not happening. The fern room. Right. I want to be, where's the fern room? <laughs> so, so they, they show up and it was so cool. My midwife was actually, one of them was eight months pregnant at the time. And we lived in this apartment that had these super long, long hallways. And she had to come in the door that was open, which was at the end of this hallway. And so he, she sees him from, I'm not joking. I mean, this hallway is crazy long. She sees him from all the way and she can tell that he looks like, get down here now. And she has her, her like, you know, midwifery bags and she is running running with this big belly all the way down and she comes in and she's like I'm here and I'm like okay and she's like let's get you on the bed so I can check and see where you're at I'm like okay I, I I couldn't believe I could even stand up and move and change positions but I did I I listened to her I got on the bed she said Amanda reach down and feel your baby so I reached down and I felt what I had been feeling and I said, well, if that's the baby, then I've been feeling that for 30 minutes. And she uh-huh. said, you're going to have this baby in two pushes. I said, okay. So she yelled, Matt, get garbage bags right now. <laughs> Basically save your lease. because You're going <laughs> to ruin your carpet. So he had, I don't know why we had them, but we had these big black, like contractor trash bags. And so he laid those down on the floor and we laid towels over the top. And I put my hands on the uh, dresser. And she said, I want you to bear down. I'm serious. Two pushes and you're having this baby. And I'm like, okay. So I squatted down and that ring of fire was unbelievable. I couldn't believe like, oh my God, I'm dying. And then she said, and I was really scared for, for Carter too, because it had been so intense for me that I just kept thinking like, is he okay? Is he okay? Is this, is this okay? And so they were doing the Doppler. And I was, I remember like crying and saying like, is he okay? Is he okay? And and they were that's making me like tear up thinking about it. But he was, he was totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I didn't think I'd get emotional about it. But so they said, yeah, he's, he's fine. His heartbeat's great. Like, just, just, you're good. Just keep pushing. And so they would help me kind of like push the skin back. They had some oil and she was like helping me not to tear too bad. Um, and then she's like, okay, this next one, I want you to give it everything you have. And so I did. And he came like shooting out. It wasn't like head first, body next. It was like, I swear once he was out, he was out. And the, the pictures that we got were the other midwife on her like flip cell phone, like (laughs) (laughs) they are action shots. They are like him shooting out. It was so crazy. Wow. And so I kind of, so I'm in this crazy like squatting position. I'm not really ready to hold him. When he comes out, he looks just different than what I had expected him to look like. I just pictured him with like this really dark hair and like lots of it kind of like I was when I was a baby and my husband's dark and he has dark hair. So I kind of just like expected him to look different. And I also was just in this like crazed place of like, what just happened to me? That They said, do you want to hold him? And I said, no, who is that? Oh. 
watch to this day. I'm like, what? And I remember my husband's like, my husband helped catch him with the midwife. And I remember my husband's head just snapped toward me and he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. And then I wasn't in a good position to hold him, I think was really what, I don't know what was happening for me. So I, I sat back down, sat back against my bed and they put him on my chest. And of course I was just like, so overcome with emotion and like so in love with him and just I don't know beyond like it was so amazing oh um, yeah those might be my favorite first words though <laughs> <laughs> I know I know no who is that like no, who, who says that? that about their baby oh my god I don't even know it was so it was crazy. so fast though I mean uh, your brain was not caught up with your body no at that no, point, no, you know? no no my brain had gotten nowhere close it was nuts <laughs> yeah so the the afterbirth like the placenta came pretty quickly um and then i continued to bleed quite a bit and so that was that was pretty scary like they were she was pushing on my uterus and like to me it felt like punch bowls of blood like that's what it felt like and so they got me onto the bed and, and like we're checking me out and they were tr- they were trying to get him to latch so that you know everything would kind of clamp down and so he's not latching he poops on me. He pees on me. <laughs> because he's not latching, one midwife is stimulating my nipples to try to get my uterus to contract, while the other midwife has her hand up inside me to try to stop the bleeding. Oh. And I remember thinking, like, this is motherhood. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, welcome. welcome. There's no like, turning back. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, I signed up for this. Like, this is crazy. So, and I do remember my midwife's face. She started to look concerned, and that concerned me. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we had to do any injections or anything, and actually because they were not planning to come to me, someone had taken the bag that they needed. So they didn't have Pitocin on them. Oh, wow. They didn't have, yeah, it was like one of those just really, such a bad situation happened for them. And I, I, I right. don't blame them. Like it just was one of those really weird things that happened. And so I could tell that that's part of her concern was like, mm-hmm. If I had my stuff, I really wouldn't worry. Um, but anyway, it stopped. It didn't go on for forever. But I was white as a sheet. Like yeah. it was. I definitely had a long. It, the recovery was a little rough. Um, I bet. That. But then it was so cool. Like as soon as everything calmed down, they just said, "What do you want to eat?" And I'm like, "Pizza and watermelon." And I had it like within. <laughs> it felt like within minutes. And um, my mom got to be there 45 minutes after he was born, and and put him in his first outfit. And then we actually went to the birth center for two days. Oh, just had doulas and they ordered our favorite takeout and we got couples massage and it was amazing. So I did get to use the tub and I did get to stay in the fern room. I just didn't get to have my baby there. So yeah, that was really cool. So there's like additional (laughs) services with the birth. It's not just like, you know, cause I feel like most of the time, birth centers are the ones that I've heard birth stories from. It's like, you know, you go to the birth center, you have the baby and then you go home, you know, like uh, just a few hours after this is like, yeah, no stay. It's it's like a hotel stay. It is amazing. And they have the doulas will come in and check on you every four hours to just do vitals and to make sure that breastfeeding is going well. And he actually didn't latch for a while. So it was so amazing to have the help because that was what I was really nervous about was that they like that it breastfeeding wasn't going to go well and I wasn't going to know what I was doing. And so they were able to help me with that, which was just, you know, of course, tremendous. And the massage. Wow. Like 
who doesn't need a massage after they just went through that? So it was, yeah, it was incredible. So that I, I, I loved that experience and, um, totally recommend it to anybody. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Where were you afterwards? Like mind wise. Okay. You just had this super shockingly fast end of your labor, at least, you know, yeah. two to 10 centimeters so quickly. What did you decide with your next pregnancy? Hey there, happy home birthers. Let me interrupt this really quickly and just let you know that today's podcast episode was brought to you by Happy Home Birth Academy. So if you are a home birth mom looking to have a peaceful, empowered, mindful home birth, Happy Home Birth Academy is the childbirth education program for you. This is specific to home birth moms. It's not going to be a bunch of fluff, wasted information talking about the hospital setting. It's tailored to your birthing choice. It's also going to teach you all of the techniques that you need to know to let you enter labor completely prepared and completely ready, just like Amanda is in this next part of her story that she's going to be sharing with you. So check out Happy Home Birth Academy. Go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash HHA. And I can't wait to see you inside the program. Um, I just knew that I didn't want to have to be driving anywhere. So I, cause I, I didn't dislike the home birth. It just didn't go how I expected it to go. Sure. And so this time I was, I, cause I loved laboring at home and having just my own space. That was really, really nice. Um, and I knew a hospital was still not what I would want. Um, and so we actually, when we went house shopping, when we moved up to Vancouver, we found a house that has this Olympic sized tub. <laughs> it's like a, mm-hmm. a whole family, literally our entire family fits in this tub. <laughs> it's actually really impractical, impractical for all other uses, because if you want to take a bath, you feel like you're draining part of the ocean. So right. I don't actually use it very often now, but when I saw it, I thought, oh my gosh, that's where I'm going to have my next baby. Like just for sure. I need this. I love this house. I love this tub. Let's do it. So we actually <laughs> bought the house and I think a really big reason was because I love that tub, um, which sounds silly, but it's well, been a good house. I mean, yeah, it was a great, great place to have a baby. <laughs> exactly. So I couldn't have the same midwives this time because they had kind of changed practices and, and didn't come up to some of them changed practice. And then they don't come up to Vancouver from Alma mm. in Portland. So I got some referrals from my old midwives and who I loved by the way. And then I found some amazing gals up here, um, out of a naturopathic doctor's office. Oh, cool. And so I had another team of three. I had another, uh, I had a, uh, two senior midwives and a student midwife. Gotcha. Um, and they just do that here. I don't, I don't know why they do the three, but it's so beautiful. Like I was so happy to have all three of them. Yeah, three is every- a great number. Yeah. Every one of them made an impact on my birth for sure. So it was so awesome to have them. Um, and I just, just the same way I loved our appointments. They were so thorough. They were so loving. I just like that hug at the end of each appointment, that texting ability, like I can text them and be like, Hey, I'm super constipated. What do I do? (laughs) Just like, they're my, you know, they're like my gals and that's just not what you get with a doctor. I mean, most of the time. Right. So 
I just loved, I loved my prenatal care for my second as well. It was just both times I remember thinking like, how could, how could I do it any other way? Like, this is the only way for me to do this. That's wonderful. Yeah. And your pregnancy compared to your first, what was it like? Oh, it was like really similar and worse in some ways. Oh no. I had prayed so hard that this birth or this late um, pregnancy would be uh, just not as sick. Like I wouldn't be as sick. And unfortunately that just wasn't the case. I mean, I think maybe I was not throwing up as often, but I was so nauseous all the time Mm. to 20 to 20 weeks again, like, or past, it might've even been a little bit past this time. And so that was really hard. And so with both pregnancies, I lost a lot of weight. Like I lost like 17 pounds each time. Oh, wow. So I would have to gain it that gained that back plus whatever I could gain at the end of the pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, which makes like trying to lose weight after the baby comes easier, but I don't like <laughs> growing up for five months. Yeah. It's like pretty intensive way. Right. To- <laughs> exactly. So then with, so when that was over, I was of course relieved, but I started to notice like some pain shooting down my groin, like I couldn't understand why I couldn't like pick my leg up without it hurting and putting on my pants, like really, really hurt. And I realized I had symphysis pubis dysfunction. And so my pubic bone was separating and it was, oh, it was not fun. It was so not fun. Like as soon as I stopped being nauseous, I was starting to struggle to walk. And so that made it really hard because I have a super active little boy who wants to go on walks and go to the park and go do this. And I could like barely make it from the car to the house without wincing and where I have to like wear a belt and chiropractic. And, uh, I think physical therapy was the only way I made it through that and icing, icing my crotch every single night. Gosh, the crotch icing. (laughs) And I had, I had what lightning crotch this time. I had never had that before. I had to look it up and I was like, Oh, lightning crotch. That's a thing. Okay. Well, at least I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) just sharp pains. So yeah, so that wasn't the best. And I did learn that oftentimes if you've had it once, you will likely have it again. You'll have it earlier and it will be worse. And so definitely doesn't make me want to have another baby because it's, I'm 18 months postpartum and I still can feel it if I do certain exercises. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it sort of, you know, did some serious damage, like, you know, who knows when it will feel better, but it's yeah. definitely not hurting every day. It's definitely not. That's <laughs> it's good. so much better than pregnancy, but th- toward the end, it really did affect kind of how I felt about the upcoming birth and just wa- and just planning around it. Like the planning for my first, I planned to do squatting positions and I didn't think that I would need a birth stool or anything like that. But because this time I knew I couldn't separate my knees mm-hmm. without pain then I was like, we should probably get the birthing stool and just have it ready because I'm going to probably need it. And I'm so glad we did because I definitely used it a lot this time. So, but otherwise it was really healthy. And this time I decided not to do any ultrasounds. I had just kind of, I don't know, like learned some things and felt uncomfortable with them. Um, And so I didn't do any and everything was measuring really good. And I felt over, you know, besides my pubic bone, I felt really good. Yeah. wasn't having any symptoms or anything. So we didn't do any ultrasounds and I didn't find out the sex and I wanted a girl so bad, like unabashedly. So I wanted a girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I felt like bad about how bad I wanted a girl, but I love my son so much, but he is such a boy and he's so hyper and he's got, he's into everything that I was like, if I have two, I'm going to die. <laughs> I need a girl. I need my girl. Cause I didn't want to have more. I don't want to have more than two. I just want my two. So I was really praying it'd be a girl. And I felt like during the pregnancy, I really felt her. Like I just, I could just feel that it was a girl. I just knew. And people kept saying to me, well, what if it's a boy? Like, cause you know, it's hard to refer to the baby. Right. All, all the time. time, all the time. It's annoying. And so a lot of times I would say, oh, she's kicking or whatever. And people would be like, oh, did you find out it's a girl? No, I just, I just feel her. I just feel her presence. I just know, I just know it's a girl. And they're like, but what if you're wrong? Are you going to be like disappointed? And I'm like, no, I mean, I think that like rush of love will be enough to cover any feelings of, oh, it's a boy, not a girl. But I think secretly I did have a little fear that like, oh, no, yes, maybe a little want it to be a girl. <laughs> yeah. So, cause I just, I, cause that's and then the pregnancy was hard too. And I really just, I know I want a girl before I'm done having babies, but I really didn't want to have more than two kids. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd been really looking forward to the birth, um, because I wanted this time to be something that I had a little bit more control over. And I was super particular about how I wanted the environment. And so I set up my room in a very specific way and I had this, you know, very specific aromatherapy and this candle that I loved the scent of. And I had this music track, this hypnobirthing, no words, but just music, um, like 50 tracks that I got off of iTunes that I loved. And it was, I just started listening to that at night and I started to redo the hypnobirthing tracks again and oh, and I also downloaded this app and it was a Christian hypnobirthing and it had these really amazing um, affirmations that were like biblical. And so they would say mm-hmm. things like, God made you to do this. God made you so strong. Like it was just really beautiful words of affirmation. So I would listen to those too. And I kind of pictured me using them during the birth, but I didn't end up using them then. But I think just preparing with them was really, really nice. And so I tried to just do a lot of, I, I tried to do a lot more connecting with the baby this time than I had done with my son. Um, I don't know, just kind of like singing to my belly. I think I did some of that with him, but like, I don't know, I just really wanted to be connected and thoughtful. And so I was super excited for the birth. And this time I wanted a photographer because mm. the last time those pictures, I was so grateful she got something, but right. they were brainy and, you know, they're just, I'm looking at one right now. She actually captured that's beautiful for a flip phone, but <laughs> we're like, flip phone quality. Like you did it girl. That's amazing. Like, how did you do that? But I wanted a photographer. So I found somebody um, who had had her own home births and is a photographer, but had never photographed a, a birth before. Oh, and she was like, I won't charge you very much, but check out my other work. And it was so beautiful. Her other work was like, ethereal and just really she just has an eye so I met with her and really loved her and I thought yes like you'll you'll have the right personality to be in my home to be part of that space because you know I feel very protective of my space when I'm birthing and so I was excited to have her and to capture those moments and I am so glad I did that because the pictures turned out so incredible of the night. It was amazing. 
That's so great. Yeah. I, I'm very grateful for, for the birth photography that I have. And my birth photographer missed my first birth, not, not her fault. It was kind of like yours where it went from not a thing to a thing really, really quickly. Yeah. (laughs) So she had been there earlier when I was in early labor that seemed like active labor then she went home and then by the time she came back it was like well i pushed for 10 minutes so you missed it <laughs> but no. yeah those oh those pictures are just just gorgeous that's that's wonderful that you have that yeah yeah i was super happy to have those so do you want me to go into kind of the day that it started to happen yeah go into it sister okay so i had been getting everybody ready at work for me to go on maternity leave And I was five days away from her due date and it was going to be my last day at work. Um, And we had had some stressful stuff at work happen where people who were supposed to take over for me didn't show up to get trained. And I was thinking, and I am a social worker, so I have clients who have kind of high needs and I really needed this person to be there. So it had been very stressful and we had just in the last two weeks found somebody amazing and I had trained her. Like, so I'd been working a lot and just like focusing a lot on work. And so I went that day for my midwifery appointment in the like early morning, afternoon-ish. And uh, they had said everything looked good and that they thought she would be here soon. I didn't say why. I wasn't doing any checks, any cervical checks or anything. But they just felt like, I don't know, things were progressing. And so then I went to my chiropractor appointment and I got adjusted probably about two o'clock. And then I went to my last meeting for work. And while I was at my meeting, I had put all the files for my clients that my new coworker that was taking over for me needed so that she could continue on like doing my job while I was gone. And I reached over and handed them to her. And like, I'm not joking, almost as soon as they were in her hand and it was no longer my responsibility, I had a contraction. And I, yeah, and I had had Braxton Hicks, so I, I wasn't totally sure if it was like a real contraction, but I was like, I was breathing through it a little bit and they were like, Oh, what's happening? Do you need to go home? I'm like, no, I can make it through. But I had a few while I was in the meeting. Um, and then, so on the way home, I called my husband and that's, it's July. It was just a beautiful, beautiful day, end of July. And one of my favorites times of the year is just is July and August when it's warm outside, it's warm at night. And so I was excited to be heading home and just spending time with everybody. Um, And so I called my husband probably about, I would say like four and said, you know, Hey, I felt some stronger contractions. And he was like, Oh, I hope it happens tonight. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But you know, I'm not going to get too excited. And so I got home and my mom was over with my sister, Amy. And my sister Amy has Down syndrome and she's the sweetest little thing. So she was there with my mom and my mom was at this, this time I told my mom, now that I know what to expect about birth, I really want you there and I'd like your support. And I think you'll do a great job, like, you know, supporting me. And she was over the moon, like super excited to be part of it. And, um, she thought it was a girl too. Like she'd had kind of like visions of what she would look like. And so she was excited And so I'm like, well, I just don't know. I'm having like contractions now. Now at this point, they were starting to be like every 10 minutes and they weren't super painful, but I was definitely like breathing through them. 
And she's like, well, I feel like maybe I should take Amy home and I should like get the dog and do all this stuff. And I'm like, well, why don't you just hang out for a little bit and we'll see if this goes anywhere. So at like six o'clock, I went upstairs, went to the bathroom and I had bloody show, which for the last time that meant like labor was on. And for, I'm sure it is for a lot of women. Right. Um, and I was excited, like this time looking forward to labor in a totally different way than I had been before because I knew more of what to expect. And I felt like this time I'm in, I'm more in control. And so I was at the top of the stairs. I was like, I have my bloody show. <laughs> like, yay. And my mom's like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I think it means labor starting. And she's like, Oh, it's awesome. So I text, um, I text my midwives and my photographer, and I just gave them a heads up. And I'm like, hey, like, I think it's happening tonight. Bloody, I had my bloody show. And, it, you know, we'll see. I'll keep you, you know, in the loop. And my midwives, knowing how fast my last birth went at the end, they're like, well, don't wait too long. Don't wait for the five minutes apart. Like, do seven minutes apart and have us come over. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So um, at that point, I asked my mom to stay because I was starting to get, like, this weird not in a bad weird, but like this really high energy mm. where I was like, I was just getting really pumped up. Like, Oh, something's happening. Something, something's going to happen tonight. And so I'm like, please don't go. I don't, I don't want you to leave. I like needed her to stay. And so, and my husband's amazing. And like, I was so glad he was there too, of course, but I just wanted her energy. And so she stayed and we ordered my favorite Thai food and we sat outside in the backyard and I sat on one of the chairs that kind of rocks and we had some music on. I was like, when I labor, I'm like, I'm going to have a small glass of wine. Like, I don't care. <laughs> if I'm going to labor, I'm going to enjoy this little glass of wine. Relax it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to relax. So I had my little rose and I sat in my chair and ate my favorite food and just like was in the best mood. And we were just, I don't know, we went in the house and I was like, let's dance. Like, let's get things going. And so we were putting on Justin Timberlake and like <laughs> trying to get my son to dance with us. And I don't know, he wasn't into it. I thought he would want to have that moment with me, but he was like, no, I think he was, <laughs> turns out no, I think he was kind of nervous about her like coming and that maybe I was in labor, like maybe the baby was finally coming. And he'd been both excited and real, like excited and scared and upset about the baby. Like he'd been like, I love her. And then there'd be other times where he'd tell me like, can we send her back when she comes? <laughs> you know? So he was four. So he, is there a gift like, receipt or yeah. Like, is, can I, if I don't like her, can I just like give her to someone else? <laughs> so he was a little nervous. So he was kind of overwhelming me that night and just, I don't know, he wanted my attention. So we were trying to kind of take care of him while I was having, you know, contractions quite a bit. So I think my mom took him upstairs to like just play with him or do something. And I just had some moments to myself and I had loved listening to this James Taylor song about something in the way she moves. And I felt like that was this girl's song. Like there's just this part of the song where it talks about when you say my name and I always pictured her saying mom. And so I was just, I don't know, singing to her and like, just, I was just in the best mood, but I was also like really high energy, just feeling kind of like, happy anxious mm -hmm. and so once they put him down things started to pick up a little bit and I let's see oh at like nine o'clock I was starting to like really pace and the contractions were coming probably about every six minutes or so and so I, t I text my midwife 
um, and just said, hey, they haven't been six minutes apart for very long, but I just want to let you know. And she's like, okay, like we'll be there in 45 minutes. So they started on their way over to me and I just kept pacing. Like I was really excited for everyone to get there, but I was nervous that if they got there and things slowed down, that it would be like me calling a false alarm. Right. And so I don't know, I just had this like nervous energy. So they got there about 9.45. I was happy to see everybody. My, my photographer got there and we went upstairs. We started filling up the tub and I got, I think I got into the tub probably about 10.30. And we have this really beautiful window that in our bathroom, it's really big. And so we just opened like the shades all the way. And it was dark, of course, because it was like 10.30 at night. But there was a view of the moon and Mars. Mars was like super bright that night. And so it was just like so gorgeous. And I had my, Matt kind of just gave us our time because there were so many ladies and I was in the tub. And so I, my mom was in there. She was feeding me Labor Aid pops or icicles that I had made like ice cubes. And we were, I don't know, it was my mom and all the midwives and the lights were off and I had the music on and I had my favorite candle lit. And the photographer was just like, I didn't even notice her the whole time. Like she was so quiet. She just did things silently from the background. And so, but we were all sitting in the bathroom together and it was like this women, like women's energy. I don't know how to describe it, but it was so gorgeous. And we were talking about like our grandmothers and I don't know, like birthing women and just, I don't know. We were just talking about amazing things and I felt so surrounded by just female energy. It was really beautiful. Sounds beautiful. Uh, Yeah, it was. It was really gorgeous. And so then I got out and I told everybody like, cause things had kind of slowed down a little bit and I was starting to get nervous that I was too relaxed in the tub. And so I said, you know, I think I'm going to spend some time by myself and just try to get things kind of like going, get back into my space. So everyone went downstairs and I kind of just paced in my room and started trying to think about everything opening up and did some like nipple stimulation. (laughs) We'll see if I can like get things going again. And then I told Matt, I said like, Matt, why don't you come up and we'll like cuddle and kiss for a bit and just kind of like try to get oxytocin going. And we didn't do that for very long. It like worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked real good <laughs> because I stood up and I like went right down to my knees, arms on the ball, on the birth ball, and was just had a huge contraction. And that first huge contraction was all in my back. And I was like, oh no, what is this? I've never experienced this before. She's in a perfect position for birth. We know that she's been in this great position this whole time. Why is this happening? but it was, and there was no getting away from it. So we had the, um, birthing stool blow. It was a blow up one, like blown up. And I was just sitting on the birthing stool, leaning back on Matt. And he was just like kissing my neck and rubbing my back and, and just doing anything to help me. And I needed him. Like I wanted him right behind me. I didn't want him to be anywhere else. And my mom was like giving me water anytime I'd had a contraction. I just was so thirsty. So she'd give me water and she'd like rub my legs. And the midwives were all just sitting on the floor. It was like dark in my room. And they were all just kind of sitting on the floor really quietly and really calm, just kind of, just kind of seeing what was happening. And she wasn't moving down the canal very fast. And so we were surprised, like, where is she? You know, like I was starting to feel pushy and I was kind of pushing and not pushing hard. 
it was nothing like the first time. I didn't have the fetal ejection reflex this mm -hmm. time. But I could tell like something was kind of slowing her down. And I could tell that the midwives were starting to question, like, I wonder where she is, like, what's going on? So I got up um, to go into the bathroom to just like, I was going to get back in the tub and I started to throw up. And I was really scared at that moment that I was going to be throwing up while having a really painful, hard contraction. And I wouldn't be able to breathe, but like, luckily the body knows what it's doing and it, it didn't do that to me. So I threw up all my Thai food. That was fun. <laughs> Goodbye. And I, yeah. And I got into the tub and I immediately felt like, oh no, I don't have my husband behind me. What do I do? And I said, I'm scared. I'm here by myself because this tub is really big <laughs> and I was in the tub by myself and they're like, it's okay. Like Matt's coming. And my mom was like getting herself set up on the other side of the tub and everyone else was kind of setting up on the outside of the tub. And I went on to my stomach and I had my hands against the end of the tub and my feet were like, my legs were bent and my feet were up on the back of the tub in like a frog position. Yeah, interesting. Yes. And my midwife was like, okay, I've never seen this before. I'm not sure how I'm going to catch this baby if you stay in this position. <laughs> but if you need to, we'll make it work. And I'm like, okay. But man, like that back labor was no joke. It was so awful. And I'm like, oh God, I like, I've got to get away from this pain. I couldn't get away from it. So I eventually decided to just be on my side because I like the pubic bone thing. I just really couldn't get into a position that would have been more helpful Right. I think standing or squatting or something would have been more helpful, but I couldn't like, I just couldn't do that. So I got onto my side. My mom was behind me. Matt was in front of me. One midwife was up at my head and I had my hand, like we were holding arms. Like she, I had her arm like really strong and she has like this really powerful energy. <laughs> her name is Jackson. And I just was like, I needed Jackson. Like, like when that contraction would just, would grip me, I'd be like, Jackson, she'd be like, you're doing it. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. Like she was so like my power. I just needed her right then. She was so powerful. And uh, my other midwife was holding my leg up and Matt was helping her. And at one point, like she started to crown and I reached down and I was so happy she was crowning, but I felt around her head and I felt like she's not going to fit. I just had this moment of like, nope, nope, she's not going <laughs> to. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. And I was like disappointed in myself at that time because I started to get really scared and I had practiced and practiced like not being scared and doing this peacefully and doing this quietly. And this point I'm like roaring again. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I kind of, I just like, I got mad at myself for feeling scared, but I was feeling really scared. Like I'm going to rip in half. She's not going to make it. I, I can't do this. And so I said, I'm really scared. I need you to pray for me. And so I leaned back and my, I have this like picture of my, my mom with her arm over me and Matt with his arm over me. And they're just like, they're just like hugging me from like across the tub and they're praying out loud. And it was just like, so it was so beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah, it was. And so I just like, oh, the next contraction, I felt like so powerful. And she had checked me and said, there's a little bit more of a cervical lip. It looks like you're at eight centimeters. And I'm like, no, I'm getting her like out. I guess this was before she started to crown. And so I pushed, I went from eight to 10 in one push when mm -hmm. she started to crown. And I eventually like, it just, she slowly made her way out. And when, and I was talking to her, like, I was just like, come on, baby, I love you. I can't wait to meet you. And when her head came out, I was so happy. 
I was so happy. I'm like, she's here. And they're like, no, honey, like her, her body isn't born. I'm like, I don't care. Her head is out. That's the hardest part. So I, I like, didn't even care about the rest. And so, and they did last half full. Yeah, exactly. Like push one more time. And she came out except for her legs. And I'm like, she's here. And they're like, no, honey, like I can't pull her. You need, you need to push one more time. I'm like, oh my God. So I push again and they lift her up out of the water. And before they did this, she was being born with her arm coming out first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a flavor. feeling you were going to say that. Yeah. So, and actually Carter was born with his arm on his face. Really? So both my babies cool baby. feel like, I guess there's like extra room to bring your suitcases mm. and stuff on your way out. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but don't I'm worry. Like, like, hands at your side, kids. Like, what's going on? So that's why it hurts so bad because she drugged yeah. her elbow all the that's way That's what along. I was, when you were talking about that, that weird like frog position, yes. it just, it's so interesting how women's bodies, like, you know, you, it's not like you were thinking like, oh, I need to get into this position because this is the only way that she's going to be able to come out. You know, yeah. it's just, that's what your body naturally did. You got into that position and then you got onto your side, which gives the pelvis room. You know, it's just, it's so incredible to hear how you didn't have to be taught how to do that. Your body just knew what to do and you just followed along and yeah, here she came. It's amazing. It's so amazing. So yeah. So she, she came out and her, the cord was like kind of loosely wrapped around her neck, but they were just like, okay, hold on, let me pull it off. And they pulled it off from around her and they brought her up to me and the pictures are just so amazing. She's like purple, but her eyes are open Aww. and she just, she just looks like what just happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, tell me, tell me what it is. And, and he said, honey, it's a girl. And my mom just was like, if you caught your girl, you got your girl. And it was, it was so awesome. I'm sorry. I'm so emotional tonight. So strange, but, but she just, yeah, like, that's so cool. weird talking about motherhood <laughs> and your beautiful babies that were born. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I was so happy. Like, oh my gosh, if it, I hadn't even birthed the placenta yet. And I'm like, call my sister, Sammy. Like, call. Oh. And they're like, honey, no, like you're not done yet. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm so excited. I'm totally fine. No, it's good. Like call her. So I had to, you know, take care of the rest of that stuff. We didn't call my sister at four in the morning, but um, (laughs) we probably could have. So then they uh, went and got my son because he had wanted to see her be born. But, and I told him he could, but I didn't like, he and I had watched a lot of birth videos together Mm -hmm. so that he could see what it looked like for a baby to be born at home. I didn't want to be scared. But when I was pushing and I was so loud, I knew that me being in pain would have scared him. Right. So we decided not to have him come in. Um, not that I even would have thought about it at the moment. But so afterwards, he actually was, oh, to this day, he's still a little upset with me that I didn't oh. have him come in. But he came in right after. And he remembers, he's, just the other day I asked him about it. And he was like, well, I remember there was a lot of blood in the tub. But he got to meet her and those pictures are gorgeous too of him coming in and meeting her and um, she latched right away and I didn't really tear. I didn't have to have any stitches either time. The first time I had a decent, I mean, it didn't need to be stitched, but it was a tear. Right. And this time I didn't really tear. And so that was really, that was super nice. I was like, yay. <laughs> yeah, that is a win. Um, 
but they yeah, kind especially of just, gosh with an with a nuchal arm <laughs> I know, right and like Amazing. what is she doing in there yeah but they the photographer got a picture of her holding matt's finger before her head was born oh wow yeah it was the coolest picture it was super I cool cannot wait to see that that's incredible yeah i'll send them to you so so they just set me up in bed and made sure she was nursing and everything was good and then they left and my mom stayed and took care of Carter and just helped us. And the next few months were a blur, but mm -hmm. she's super healthy and she's amazing. And she is absolutely everything I could have ever hoped for. She's so sweet and easygoing. She's my buffer for the crazy <laughs> of life. <laughs> Besides sleep, sleep hasn't been the best. But other than that, she's just a little angel baby. And I'm super, super excited to have her. So oh, when I think oh. about her birth, I'm just like, oh... She just, that's just how she is. Yes, exactly. That's amazing. Amanda, your stories are just beautiful. Oh, Gosh. thank you. So fascinating. I mean, so interesting how you went from two to 10 so quickly with your first. And then I still like, I, I just love hearing how your body just knew what to do with pushing, like knew exactly what positions to assume and to get the baby out. It's, it's just so neat. Yeah. It is really cool. It, it, I don't know. I became like really obsessed with birth and just the process and me. And I feel like too, I think my favorite part of home birthing is that, or just, I guess just birthing in general, like if it's a positive experience and you feel like you accomplished something really amazing, you come out of that feeling like a badass. Like right. you are, you are that baby's mom and you can do anything. Mm -hmm. And I, that feeling stuck with me with Carter for two years, like yeah. this, just like, oh, like raw power. I did that. I overcame that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It was just that, just that feeling. I love that feeling. I just want everyone to have a positive birth experience, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. And planning really is part of it. I mean, you really have to plan. You have to prepare. It's a spiritual, emotional, physical, everything. It's, it's, it's not just something you just do one day you, at all. You have to prepare. And I think mentally preparing is the biggest thing. Like if I can literally go from two to 10 centimeters in the bathtub, <laughs> picturing my cervix opening, then like mm -hmm. the mind is a powerful thing. Oh, it's so connected. So yeah. connected to everything else that's going on in your body. Yeah. Oh gosh. I love that. And I love what you're saying with the whole, like, you know, having an empowered experience just really is, is such an amazing way to start off motherhood. I just remember <laughs> after having my first, after having Janie thinking, yeah, I'm definitely one of those women that will ask to speak to a manager at this point. Like, <laughs> I need to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> yeah. Do you see this face? I'm not going away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. It's so I mean, true. It is. It is. I just cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast. It was such a joy to hear your stories. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I absolutely love your podcast. I love that it's bringing awareness to the fact that women are strong and that we have innate abilities and we can have beautiful births and they don't always go as planned. Like, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you have to say your butt's exploding and you're going to die, <laughs> but you're not going to die. You're going to live. And afterwards you're going to be like, that was amazing. And my I, butt did not explode. Well, it may have, but it's still okay. <laughs>
<laughs> you Bring know, like we are strong and we can do this and it just takes the drive and support. It does take support and, mm-hmm. you know, so you want that good support, but it just takes believing in yourself and believing in your ability and learning as much as you can. And I wish, I wish more women had home births because so many people tell me like, oh, this hospital birth was just not what I wanted it, or it was traumatizing or it was this. And my home birth was amazing. Yeah. How many more births do we have to go through before we're like, Hey, a lot more of these healthy pregnancies should be going in the realm of like being comfortable at home. Yeah. It feels good to you. You're right. Yeah. Back on and say like, the moon and Mars were coming through the window and the scents and the people in the room were who I picked. And that was so important to me. That's so I just want, I just want more people to have those experiences. Well, and I think that, you know, sharing your story and all of the other amazing mothers on this podcast who have shared their story, that's, that's how we get the word out is just saying, Hey, this, this is what I did. And it was amazing. And you're strong enough to do it too. Yeah, for sure. Wonderful. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Hey, are you finding these stories and interviews helpful? Support the show by heading to myhappyhomebirth.com and purchasing a t-shirt, candles, or even just clicking share on your social media page.